Welcome to the FIRE Podcast, where we discuss everything financial independence, retire early. My name is Justin Ash, and I am the founder of Elevate Solutions, LLC. We provide the best tips, techniques, and strategies to elevate your financial education so that you can create a FIRE lifestyle. Welcome. Enjoy the episode. What's up, tribe? This is the Fire Podcast, episode number two. Your credit score does not matter. My name is Justin. I'm the host. I am an entrepreneur, a husband, father, traveler, surfer, content creator. I wear many different hats, as some of you may be able to relate to, also being entrepreneurs. So just a voice in the podcast world, bringing value to the lives of many. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the episode. I'm glad you guys are all here today. <clears throat> I, really do, I really do hope you guys are all blessed beyond measure, living your best life. Seriously, that is the way life is meant to be lived because, I said it before, lifestyle, in my opinion, is a true measure of wealth and happiness. Welcome to the podcast. So episode number two, your credit score does not matter. So when I refer to credit score, I'm referring to the actual credit score as in the number, right? Most people think the higher the number, the more they will qualify for as far as credit cards, limits, terms, etc. But that's, it's not always true, right? It's possible to have a 700 plus credit score, yet only 60% on-time payment history. It's possible to have a 700-plus credit score and only 45% debt utilization. It's even possible to have a 700-plus credit score and a bankruptcy on your public records. So your credit score does not matter. Another advanced technique is to use what's called an AU an authorized user, an AU trade line. So what you can do is you can add an AU trade line to your credit report and essentially it will boost your credit score. So for example, parents will often add their kids as AUs to their credit cards to help them establish credit. So if a parent has a card that's 12 years old, 100% payment history, only 5% debt utilization, then that information will be, will be passed on to the credit profile of the kid, thus boosting their score, right? So, you're, so the actual number, it, it does not matter. It can be manipulated. It's an artificial number. Realistically, most banks, lenders, brokers are more concerned with your credit profile, I'll repeat that. Most banks, lenders, brokers, institutions, etc., are more concerned with your credit profile versus your credit score. So let's define credit score versus credit profile. When I say credit score, there are two different types of credit scores. The first, your FICO score. This is your official score, right? When banks, quote-unquote, pull your credit or do a hard pull on your credit, 
this is the score that they pull. This is the official score that they use to determine whether or not you're uh, worthy of establishing credit with them. Now, this score can be found for free on Experian.com. So remember, there's three different credit reporting agencies, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. You can, get, you can get your free FICO experience score on Experian.com. So go check that out. The second type of score, <clears throat> the second type of credit score is your Vantage 3.0 score. So this is, I would say like this is the estimate of your FICO score. It's the unofficial number, right? If we're referring to baseball, it's like the farm system, like your AAA team, right? But I like to use the Vantage 3.0 score during the credit repair process because you can monitor not only the score, but all of the data points. And I will say this, I'll go off on a tangent and say, personally, what I found is that my Vantage 3.0 score was very closely very closely related to my FICO score. So, for example... I knew that my, I remember when I applied for a refinance on my mortgage years ago, I knew that my Vantage 3.0 score was 775. And then when I went to refinance and my broker pulled my, my credit score, did a hard pull, a hard inquiry, I was surprised I had an 801 FICO score. So at the end of the day, the Vantage 3.0 score, it's just an estimate. But like I said, it can be useful. It can be close. Uh, it can be accurate. And you can get your Vantage 3.0 score. This is the score that's associated with creditkarma.com. And you can get your Vantage 3.0 score for TransUnion and Equifax on creditkarma.com. So go check that out. So that's your credit score. So the next... The next item I want to define is your credit profile, right? So when it comes to your credit profile, there are five data points. One, your payment history. It's 35%. It makes up 35% of determining your score. So what do I mean when I say payment history? Do you make your payments on time? Have you had any missed payments, right? This is super important. You want 100% payment history. Not 95%, not 92%, not, oh, I forgot to make a payment back in the day. This this must be 100%. It's 35% of your score. The second data point is debt utilization. Debt utilization accounts for 30% of your score. So when I say debt utilization, what I'm referring to is, is how much you're using in terms of your credit limits, right? For example, if you have two cards, both have a $5,000 credit limit. Let's say the first card is maxed out at $5,000 and the second card has zero on it, right? So your debt utilization would be the sum of the total debt, which would be $5,000 plus zero equals $5,000 divided by the sum of the overall credit limits, which is 5,000 plus 5,000, 10,000. 
5,000 into 10,000 is 50%. So you'd have 50% debt utilization, right? And it's weighted more towards the overall usage. Although uh, it, it is weighted somewhat towards individual card limits. And so when it comes to debt utilization, the average, what they say is about 30% utilization. But what we teach here at Elevate Solutions, we don't want to be average. We want to be better than average. So I say stay in the single digits, as in no more than 9% debt utilization. You'll really be making the best use of this data point. So the third data point is length of credit. This accounts for 15%. So when I say length of credit, what I mean is your age of accounts. It's the average of the length of credit from when the accounts are opened. Right. So if you have one card that's five years old and you have another card that's one year old, what you'd have is five years plus one year equals six years divided by the two credit cards, which equals three years. So your length of credit is three years, right? Now, both open and closed accounts are counted within your length of credit. Let me repeat, both open and closed accounts are counted within your length of credit. So it's important to keep your closed accounts on your credit profile, especially if they have good payment history and they have a sufficient length of credit. So the fourth data point in your credit profile is your credit mix, and this is 10%. And when I say credit mix, I mean the types of accounts, the numbers of accounts. So there are student loans, credit cards, secured lines, car loans, personal loans, mortgages, revolving accounts, non-revolving accounts. These are all different types of credit. This is your credit mix. And you you want to have different types of credit on your credit profile. So the fifth data point is new credit. New credit makes up for 10% of your credit profile. So when I say new credit, credit, what I'm referring to is your hard inquiries, right? So remember, there's two different types of inquiries. There is a soft inquiry and there is a hard inquiry. Soft inquiries do not affect your credit score. I will repeat, soft inquiries do not affect your credit score. Hard inquiries do affect your credit score. And this, this, these are the types of inquiries that banks, lenders, institutions, brokers, etc. These are the type of inquiries that they look at. So, so I always say that the fewer inquiries, the better. There may be some times that, you know, there's no way to get around it, but the fewer inquiries, the better. So those are the five data points. I hope you guys got uh, a lot of good, a lot of good information from that. And so what I want to talk about next is strategies to improve these data points. There are many different strategies to improve these data points. But let's take a quick break and we'll get to it when we come back. Thanks for listening.
Did you know that the average CEO reads 60 books per year? That breaks down to five books per month. I know that may sound like a lot of reading to some people, but when you are engaged in the right type of education, like a financial education, it really can go by fast. I highly recommend reading as a way to open your mind to new ideas to a fire lifestyle. If you haven't checked out my ebook, How to Fire Your Boss, a five-step approach to financial independence, retire early, I highly suggest you check it out. You can find the link in the link tree below. My fire lifestyle began as a digital nomad entrepreneur who traveled and lived abroad in more than 25 different countries all over the world. I am blessed to have this experience. Today, I reside in Sayulita, Mexico with my wife and son. We do what we love every day by design. Lifestyle, in my opinion, is the true measure of happiness and wealth. That is why we created a fire lifestyle. My ebook breaks down exactly how I created this type of lifestyle. The content inside of the book is normally priced at $99, but you can pay what you want. That's right, you can pay $0.00 if you want, with no strings attached. We guarantee you will be amazed at how much value you will get out of this ebook to your fire lifestyle. What's up, Tribe? Welcome back. Now, before the break, I had mentioned strategies to improve your data points. Strategies to improve your data data points. So without further ado, when it comes to payment history, your first data point, if you want to improve your payment history, if you have a late payment or a missed payment, Try calling the bank or the lender or the company and try to negotiate with them. You may be able to get it removed just with a phone call. You can plead COVID got in the way. You can plead uh, sickness. You can plead uh, there's different items that, that, that may work. So, so it's all about communication, right? Just try to call them. Second, you can write a letter to the CEO of the company you can plead your case again. You're going through hard times. Use COVID as an, ex- as an excuse. Just plead your case. Thirdly, uh, very important and my favorite way to dispute items, all sorts of items on my credit report is to use consumer laws. So you have to get familiar with consumer laws. So what do I mean when I say consumer laws? The FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, 15 U.S.C. 1681. There are a handful of laws in there that you can utilize to get just about anything removed from your credit credit report, and it's all legit. Uh, The FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, it's 15 U.S.C. 1692. And TILA, Truth in Lending, 15 U.S.C. 1601. Through 1667. Get familiar with these consumer laws. They will be very important in your credit repair process. Again, I mentioned keeping closed accounts with good payment history on your credit report. Do not remove them because they still do report to the credit reporting agencies and they'll report good payment history and length of credit. Okay, second data point. For debt utilization, as I mentioned before, no more than 9%, single digit. 
No more than 9% utilization per card. And if you have multiple cards, you can just spread the debt amongst the different cards. No more than 9% per card. Uh, Another advanced strategy, you can refinance and consolidate credit cards into a personal loan. Now, why do I say personal loan? Because personal loans are installment types of accounts, not revolving. Thus, personal loans do not count towards your debt utilization. Say that again, personal loans do not count towards your debt utilization. So you can refinance and it won't report. Third data point, length of credit. So I have a mass apply strategy where I apply for credit and credit limit increases every six months, right? I'll do a mass apply every six months and then I'll repair my credit and fix my credit, wait six months and do another mass apply, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Right. So when I do this, the average length of my credit doesn't get too far spread out. And I'm keeping a good average length of credit between my own primary trade lines. Uh, another, another way to improve your length of credit, as I mentioned before, an advanced technique, you can add an authorized trade line to your credit report. Super important, super important, and it's beneficial. And again, keep closed accounts with good payment history on your credit report. Do not close these accounts. Fourth data point is credit mix. Now, when I say credit mix, again, we're talking about student loans, credit cards, secured lines, car loans, personal loans, mortgages, etc. Right? One way to improve your credit mix is Let's say, for example, you qualify for a $1,500 secured line of credit at a bank. You can break it up into three 500 uh, secured lines of credit because the more lines you have reporting to your credit report, the more beneficial it will be. I always like, I always like to say you need at least 10 at least 10 primary trade lines uh, with uh, that are uh, positive reporting accounts. No late payments, single-digit yet debt utilization, uh, length of credit, um, all that stuff, it counts, right? Uh, another way you can improve your credit mix is I like to use what's called starter accounts. Right, and there's tons out there. I won't get into all of them. Uh, I'll name just a few, though. Uh, I use Self. I use Self for building out CPNs and for building new credit profiles. Basically, you can get a secured line of credit through Self, and then what they will do is, after you make so many payments on time, they'll bump it up to an unsecured line, and you'll get multiple lines uh, reporting on your account. It's just a starter account that for the purpose of improving your credit or starting your credit, it'll report to the credit bureaus. Uh, Victoria's Secret, right? Now, some of you guys are probably thinking, why the hell would I want to get a Victoria's Secret line of credit? Well, one, it's easy. Two, there's no hard pull on your credit report. It's a soft inquiry. 
It's a soft inquiry, and there's a special strategy for that. And it reports. It reports to all three credit bureaus. There's a special strategy for that. We won't get into that today. That'll be on another podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, another starter account that I like to use is Credit Strong. Credit Strong does something similar as Self. They report your credit to all three credit bureaus with the secured line of credit. And then over time, they, they, you can upgrade to a unsecured line of credit. So super important for these starter accounts. Go check them out. They will help your credit mix out quite a bit. So the last data point is uh, new credit, right? New credit. We're talking about hard inquiries, right? We're talking about hard inquiries. So when it comes to removing hard inquiries, the process is fairly simple. There are uh, different processes and strategies and scripts that I use in terms of removing hard inquiries. We won't get into that today. That'll be, again, that'll be on a separate podcast. But just the short of it, you can call for Experian. You can call Experian. You can talk to their fraud department and you can remove hard inquiries from your Experian credit report, right? And I'll go off on a tangent and I will say this. Do not, do not dispute hard inquiries that are linked to open accounts. Do not dispute hard inquiries that are linked to open accounts. It may come back on you. And the bank may shut your account down. So for that purpose, I like to stay safe. And I do not dispute hard inquiries that are linked to an open account. Okay, with TransUnion, we talked about Experian. Now TransUnion, what you do is you call, similar to Experian, you call, you speak with their fraud department, and then you send a letter to TransUnion, either FTC FTC fraud report or a police report and you tell them, hey, we need to remove these inquiries and they'll be removed in, you know, 24 hours or less. Uh, when it comes to Equifax, same thing, call, speak to their fraud department and then Equifax likes for you to fax them a letter. There's a couple different numbers that, that I like to use. Uh, we won't get into the exact script and process that we use to dispute hard inquiries with Equifax. That'll be on a separate podcast, but it's possible. Now, you can get these hard inquiries removed, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax. You can get all these hard inquiries removed at 24 hours or less. I've seen the turnaround in two hours. So it's fairly quick process when you know what you're doing. So another way that you can remove hard inquiries, again, consumer law, 15, I believe it's 15 USC 1681 BA2, written permission. You can argue written permission that these companies, these companies are required, within the FCRA, these companies are required to have your written permission to report anything on your credit report. So if you argue the written permission rule, you can get hard inquiries removed that way as well. So just to recap, 
at the end of the day, your credit score, it really doesn't matter, right? Your data points are what matter. And you need to, you need to get your data points up to par to really build out a strong credit profile that will approve you for multiple lines of credit, credit cards, car loans, mortgages, etc. Okay. So the five data points, again, the first data point, payment history. We want 100% payment history. No less, 100%. Debt utilization. Again, average is, they say average is 30%, but I teach single digits, no more than 9% debt utilization. Length of credit, at least four years of history. If we don't have four years of history, we can add an AU. Credit mix. Again, 10 positive reporting accounts. If we don't have 10 positive reporting accounts, we can use the starter starter accounts that I mentioned above. You can research those. You can check those out. You can easily add a slew of different primary trade lines to your credit profile. And then new credit. New credit is no more than three hard inquiries per consumer reporting agency, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax. No more than three hard inquiries. So that's all for today. I hope you guys just found a ton of value in all the information that we dropped. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the FIRE podcast. We really do hope you found a ton of beneficial information that you can apply to your FIRE lifestyle journey. We are behind the scenes working very hard to release gem after gem. So make sure you hit that like button and smash that subscribe button so that you will be notified as soon as new episodes are released on the weekly. Check out our link tree in the description below and follow us on social media. Also, visit our website, www.myelevatesolutions.com. That's www.myelevatesolutions.com for all of our latest fire content to your fire lifestyle.